All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. There's the status quo, and then there are the game changers. They write books and make films about game changers, people who put a dent in the universe. Are you one of them? This series explains everything you need to know to be a game changer and how to win at the game of business and life. Today's episode is made possible by Think Next, Act Now, a movement that trains and mentors tomorrow's entrepreneur today. And now, here are your hosts, Bill Woodich and Todd Schnick. All right, welcome back to the show about how to become a game changer, understanding that business and life is a game and you have to play it well and play to win. All right, welcome to episode five, where we're going to discuss owning the present. And I'm joined today by my friend and colleague, Bill Woodich. Good morning, my friend. Great to be with you. It's great to be here, Todd. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it is my pleasure. This is going to be an important conversation. This is one of those things that when I learned how to do this, it really changed everything for me. And I'm anxious to learn it in the context of becoming a game changer. Before we do that, though, uh, what does it actually mean to be a game changer? And why do we even have to have a series about this? A game changer is a person that influences a result and the intended result. And, and they generate that result by being ready, prepared, and being engaged in the game of life. A game changer is a person that changes the game because it's a game worth playing. And they know how to play it well. They're the person that because they're there at the point of contact, things are different. They change the outcome. All right. What do you mean by owning the present? You have to own and embrace the present, Todd. That's all we have. Now, you can think about that intellectually and think, you're right. That's all I have. I have the present. But what some people do is stay anchored, anchored in the past. They stay anchored in the past and see they ruin the present because they still have a foot back in the past. And all those conditions of the past are playing themselves forward in the present as their reality. So they're not actually engaged in the present. And what's happening there? is they're foreclosing any possibility of the future because they're staying anchored in the past, ruining the present, which is becoming a part and parcel of the past, and they're not able to move into the future because the future's art is is something that's not real. But they're making right now, they're making the past, which is gone, real. And what happens there, it's like a date. If you ever been I have to break things down to analogies like this. If you've ever if you've ever been across the table from a date who won't let the past go, you know how painful this is. So you're gonna pay for the sins, all the transgressions, all the skeletons are coming out of that closet from the past. You had nothing to do with it, but you're ruining the present dinner because all those skeletons from her or his past are coming forward and playing themselves out. There's you must be buying them dinner at the table because it's now a party for eight. It's not a party of two anymore. So if you don't do that, you're obviously foreclosing any potential that you have of enjoyment in the present. And think about it. That's all we have. And at any moment, you could walk out and get hit by a bus. You could drop dead right here. And what have we done? We've lived something that's already gone that we can't change. And we're living for something in front of us that we might never get to. All we got is right now. The way I was able to finally understand this idea of owning the present was is if you are anchored in the future, then you're operating from a context of fear because you're afraid, probably, knowing human nature and how we all operate. You're afraid because you're thinking about oh, what's going to happen. If you're operating from the context of the past, then you're probably living with this whole idea and you're, and you're engrossed in regret because you're sorry about something that happened. The only way to do this is to be focusing on what's happening right now. Am I right on that? It's the only way you could influence. And I'm very, very judicious in the use of the term influence over control because I think we control our attitude, but that's about it. So I think we can influence our lives by being anchored in the present and actually understanding, being aware that what am I doing? 
Am I living the past now? We're going to have to learn. We have to learn from the lessons of the past in history, or you're condemned to repeat them, right? right. So we're going to have to learn from those lessons, but we don't have to carry them forward as, uh, and become living color today to penalize others with those. We have to learn. So I think that the, the future is one of those things that we always say, we'll get to it someday, someday, or we're going to get to this later, later, later. And it keeps kicking the can down the road, down the road, down the road, and we never get there. And we fail to take those moves as a game changer. We fail to make those decisive moves right now in the present with clarity of mind, with a directed purpose. We fail to take them because we're either afraid of what happened to us in the past or possibly we're anticipating something to break for us in the future. Make your breaks now. Make your breaks in the present. Make those things happen. Overcome those conditions and say you did. That's the key. I get a great feeling of flush of uh, happiness when I think about the conditions I overcame. I don't make them a hobbling crutch. That, that to me was a fire and a fuel. Yep. Well, one of my favorite Woodich-isms is this idea of owning the present influences the future. So how does that actually work? Well, if you're staying present in the future and thinking about this and you're meeting with people on their terms and you're making, as a game changer, you're, you're influencing the results of things, you're actually taking care of your future because you're building a future from the efforts in the present. You can't build a future in the future. You got to build a future from the present. So you build your future by working right now in the present. And I think that is how you become a better learner. That's how you become a better thinker. And there's your doer and a better doer in life. Well, in episode two of this series, we talked about what, how to define what winning this game of life is and what determining what your destination is and, and how can we actually define what we mean by when we achieve and become a game changer. I mean, you have to know that so that you can more effectively own the present. Am I on the right track with that? Well, I'm a reductionist, so I'm going to break everything down to its essential element. And then I'm going to say, what is it that I have to do to get to this point? What do I have to give up, renounce? What do I have to learn and apply? Now, that's what I do. So the most important thing to me, and I think for every listener, you have to look inside and you have to find what is most important to you. And for me, it was one word, freedom. So I worked everything back off of freedom. I gave up money. I took less money off the table, hired people who were very good at what they did to manage the company, to lead the company. I did that. I gave up stock. So I gave up a lot of stuff that wasn't as important as the most important thing to me, and that was freedom. So I worked everything back from that, and I did it in the present. So in my future, as it would unfold, it was going to be part of what I had planned for right now in the present. All right. So thinking about this again, so there's nothing you can do about what's happened. Nothing you can do about the past. Frankly, there's really nothing you can, you can't let yourself get afraid by what might, might or might not happen in the future. I mean, the only thing you can do now in the present is action. Yeah. First of all, there's not a damn thing you can do about the past. Now we can, again, intellectually understand that. But we have to have the emotional fortitude to be able to yeah, withstand. That's part. Therein lies the, the rub. Because it gives us an out card. You know, we talked about becoming the CEO of your life in a series, and we talked about, about losing the excuses. That always gives us, uh, the past can give us an excuse. Well, I couldn't help it. It wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. You know, at a certain point, okay, we understand that. We, we do understand that. But let's accept it. Let's take the hit and let's move forward. All right. So fear is all over this. I mean, fear is prevalent in virtually every element of our lives. It certainly is in this idea. But if if you're engaged in fear and and that's guiding how you how you operate, how you think, how you interact with others, I mean, there's no you're certainly not owning the present when you're just guided by fear. We can use fear to give us an edge. You can cut us. It can cut our hamstrings in life, and we can we can stay mired in fear, or we can give us an edge, get a little bit of uncertainty to keep moving forward. 
a little bit more step, a little bit, a little bit more urgency. You know, we're we're all cloaked in fear. I don't. It's just a matter of, of degree, and it's a matter of how resilient are we, and how do we move through those fields of fear and face our fear. I tried to make it as easy as I could for people when I talk about fear. I tried to build programs or, or or whatever I can do to make it as easy as there is. Try to find a secret method. There's not. There's not. You can look, and I've vetted over seventy-eight books on fear, and went to different various big classroom studies. You have to face your fear. You have to face it. You can't run from it. And you can't pull out something that's inside of you, a fear, and beat it up and conquer it. It doesn't happen. You can't pull out something inside of you and beat it up. So you have to be able to face and overcome your fear. And I think it can be an edge. I think we can get an edge when we understand that, as we talked about in in a previous segment, what we fear, the bigger that fear, we're probably getting closer to what Mm -hmm. we really want. Well, when I formed my company, I called it Intrepid because I wanted people to be fearless. And I've realized... You can't be fearless. Mm. And the difference between most people and a game changer is that they embrace that fear. They recognize, hey, there's nothing I can do. Fear is going to be there. You either use it as a crutch and as something that paralyzes you or use it as an opportunity to move forward. Always forward, right? Let me offer a game changer of definition. Adrenaline is a byproduct of fear. I just always confused adrenaline for being the game player and want, and getting the, the high from the game as fear. So I really didn't interpret, I didn't define fear. When I was going forward doing all these different things, it was just adrenaline rush for me. I was like, oh, this is great, man. This is a heightened level of energy in me. I didn't associate that as fear. Once we start to define something, it gives it a whole different level of reality. So we sit there and say, oh my God, I fear this. Well, then you, you know what? You will. And it becomes this big Macy's Day bullwinkle you know, balloon going down the street in your life. And all it does is cast shadows over your present. Get rid of that stuff, man. It's just a balloon. So I look at it as adrenaline. It's a rush. It's energy. It's zooming me forward, pulling me through this stuff, man. I love this stuff. All right. Bill and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Think Next, Act Now is an entrepreneurial movement. It is a teaching platform, a coaching forum that emphasizes action. And the link between thought and action makes a difference in the outcome you determine or the result that's determined for you. When you see, seize, and create opportunity for yourself, you take a big step toward becoming recession-proof and changing your life. If you are determined to make a change in your life, Think Next, Act Now will provide the essential toolkit to move your life forward. Only realized potential cashes the check of reality. Now is the time to realize your potential. Think Next, Act Now and go always forward. To learn more, go to BillWoodich.com. That's BillWoodich.com. All right, Todd Nick back with Bill Woodich talking about owning the present. So, Bill, I've heard you talk about confidence. What does that have to do with owning your present? I think confidence is crucial in owning the present. I think confidence is playing the game or playing as if. You know, a lot of confidence comes from from trial and success, but I think that some of it has to come from vision, come visualizing an outcome and actually acting as if we've already achieved that outcome. You know, we talked previously about people smelling three things, fear, uh, desperation and greed. And they also feed, they feed off of confidence. Now, not a faux confidence where you're trying to make something up and overcompensating. But a confidence that, that comes from being happy and being good with who you are and believing in what you have to offer and who you are. I think that's, that's key. Well, you mentioned vision. I mean, I think that's critical to owning the present, right? Because you, without a vision, 
You don't know how to own your present. You don't know what actions to take. We talked about action being so critical to owning the present. But if you don't have a vision to strive for or a goal to achieve, then you're floundering. You don't have any ability to own your present. I would set a destination in the horizon. And then I would look to the present to take the steps needed at that time to get to where I had to be in that horizon. And I would keep moving the horizon as I kept my steps moving forward. So I stayed present and aware. Awareness is the key, Todd. You have to be aware of what's happening now. What is really happening now and how do I address it? How do I move through this? How do I make this work for me? How do I make these circumstances work for me? How do I get over this obstacle? Do I go through it? Do I go around it? But keep moving toward that horizon. You know, everything's not going to be a straight line. That might be the shortest distance, but it's not always going to be that way in life. Sometimes you have to take little detours. How are we going to keep keep your eye on that horizon? Keep your eye on the horizon. Well, that, that awareness of what is happening now, most of us really stink at that. How do we sharpen that skill? The one thing that I've learned is to be more aware, and it is a skill set. It's actually stopping and asking the question, wait a minute, what's happening here? Let's take a conversation. Someone comes up to you and they're having a conversation. You know, we're always going to be subject to perception. So our perception, as you've heard, becomes our reality. So perception comes from the back of our brain. It comes up in millions and millions of pictures, and it picks the one closest aligned to where we are right now. So we're seeing something from our perception. And that perspective becomes the possibly the basis of action because it defines our reality. Step back. Be aware of what's really happening. Are we perceiving this accurately or as, or as accurately as possible? Maybe we should get others' opinions on what's happening here just to be able to better form our own. And I think that's given me a better enabler in life to look at the blind spots and say, you know, what am I missing here? That's awareness. Well, that's awareness. Some would call it mindfulness. Some would mm-hmm. call it being in the moment. And that's just being paying attention to what's going on around you for a couple of reasons. One, to kind of know that you're on the right track towards that future. Also, frankly, just to enjoy freaking life. <laughs> if you're sitting there and you're and you're mired in regret about the past and you're full of fear about the future, what you're not doing is, is paying attention to what's happening right now. And that's a miserable existence. That's why so many people are unhappy and stressed, right? Ask yourself the question, what is the purpose of existence? What's the purpose of, of my job? You know, it's to enjoy life, to create lifestyle options and to actually enjoy and live life. That's the purpose of the exercise to me. The purpose of the exercise is to live life. You know, I used to vet these books on the meaning of life. What's the meaning of life? You know what I found out? It's to live life. Just get out there and live it. Get out there and live your life. That is paying attention. You mentioned something very important, paying attention, because you know what happens today? There is myriad distractions. They exist in our iPhones. They exist in some of our vapid conversations. They exist in reality television. They just exist as distractions from the pain of living everyday life. And pain is a consequence of living life. Yep. Well, you and I uh, got together last night as we recorded this, uh, had a lovely dinner at an amazing facility here in Chicago where we were recording this. If we had spent that dinner talking about our regrets of, of our past and talking about how afraid we are, it would be a completely unmemorable event. But yes. that wasn't what we did. We talked about mutual interest and, and enjoyed and appreciated the food and the wine that we were consuming at that moment. And it will be a memorable meal that we'll long remember. Yeah. I mean, that when you get so trapped into the yeah. past and the future and the fear of the future, there's just no way you can enjoy what's going on right now. All right. Well, stay with me. We'd still be going through the wine list if we had talked about regret. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of handkerchiefs out there. But let's talk about regret. Do you ask yourself this question too? Am I the person that I would like to hang out with? 
Yeah. You know, ask yourself that question once in a while. Just about mindfulness awareness. And do you really want to hang out with someone who's mired in regret that all they're bringing is their worst case stories to you? And every day you got to deal with those kind of fears and deal with their losses in life. You don't want to hang out with those kind of people. You know, the people, someone once said, I think it was Jim Rohn, we're the average of the five people that we hang out with the most. And I really do believe that in life. People who want to learn, who are on the quest to learn, people that want to improve, people who have a positive attitude, hang out with those people. You will get better and make them better. You will. You hang out with the other people that are always looking for the problems, you're always going to find the problem. You're going to find your life black and bleak. You know what? Choose the other route. Choose the route. One of the things that's been interesting about this series, Bill, is uncovering the signs on where there's where there's good things happening or and bad things happening. And and when you hang out with people who are you you dread because oh, all he talks about is is past or he's always afraid of the future. Boom! Uh, that's that's a sign to say, wow, okay, I need to change something here. And then on the flip side of that is, if this is how people think about me, well, then I know where I'm operating. At. But I think it goes back to what we've always been saying. You know, the thing that I love about talking with you is, and if we had a tape recorder last night, we'd have had some raw material to work with. <laughs> but but you mentioned something that that just triggered something in me. You mentioned signs. You know, I used to I used to date this girl, and I, I used to tell her this. I said, you know, you got to stop looking in your rearview mirror in life. I said, I want you, I want you to picture driving your car. You, know, you picture driving the car. You're always looking in that rear view mirror, you're looking at every pothole that you've already hit. And, and while you're looking at the potholes you already hit, you're missing the ones up in front of you that you're going to hit. And then, oh, by the way, there's a cliff over there and the guardrail's down and you're going to go right over that cliff because you keep looking in the back and you can't do a damn thing about what you've already hit. I loved it. I think she actually got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, for a moment or two anyway. For, well, then, well, that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing. It was, so It was winning. <laughs> it was belief is important in all this, right? I mean, uh, I, I think belief in yourself, belief in that vision. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you can't own the present if you don't have belief. I think that if I was going to point to one weapon that's made a big difference maker for me in my game-changing arsenal, it is self-belief. Self-belief. And I think self-belief has to come from substance. Uh, I, you know, I always say that style might get you in the room, but substance keeps you there. But I think that substance comes from learning. It comes from the application of what you learn. It comes from a self-belief and being of value. And let's not be too harsh on ourselves. You know, if we always look in the past and we're, we're using self-recrimination and we're blaming ourselves for certain things, let's, let's forgive ourselves for some things. You know, if we're able to do that, we build a better value for ourselves and we become more valuable to ourselves. I think that's important. You know, I've heard you say in the context of owning the present that you have to make it personal and authentic. And when I hear that, what I think of is, is you have to be in that moment. You have to appreciate where you are at that moment, appreciate who you're talking to at that moment, listen to them actually, because without that, then you're fake, right? It's a fascinating thing to think about in terms of authenticity here at Owning the Present, but I don't think you're present if you're no. not authentic. No, I think it came from the Godfather where they said, you know, it's not personal, it's just business, but I think it's always personal. Always you know, personal. Always personal, man. If you're going to play the game right, you're going to be a game changer, it's got to be personal. You're going to get cut. But see, people don't want to be vulnerable. So they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be exposed. They're going to think, ah, oh, it's just a separate department. It's just business. No, it's personal. If you're a game changer, it's personal. To be authentic means you find out who you are and you are okay with that, great with that, and be you at the table. Don't try to be the guy from Wall Street, the wolf of Wall Street, because you're probably going to be confused for the lamb on Main Street. So you have to be you. You can't be some caricature, some parody, because if you try to be anyone else other than you, that's what you'll end up being. Well, you have to be okay with where you are at that moment, because there's nothing you can do about it, because your life (laughs) has been lived and you're at that moment. (laughs) But that's where you can be aware and say, all right, well, I can refine my vision where I want to go. And now, because I'm aware of that and I can take action to begin to move that way, right? Think of the gift you have. Every day, you can get up out of bed and you can change the alter the station in your life. 
simply by what you, and this isn't motivational drivel, this isn't from some book. This is what I've, I've actually know because I lived it. So I'm only talking about myself. But you can actually change from that mindset that becomes the action, the action that influences the result. You can do every day, you have a chance to change something in your life. Something, some small thing, whether it's some small part of your diet you're tweaking, just change things that can make you better because you always want to be better tomorrow than you were today. Well, we said uh, in a previous episode that you have the power. You have the power. And the beauty of owning the present is that's when you utilize that power, right? It's the only time you can. You can't use the power in the past. That's gone. Right. And owning the present enables you to influence the future, which is how you use your power for the future, right? underline that because that was beautiful you can play that one back again that was great <laughs> yes all right and you know closing up uh, this the conversation owning the present is it goes back to a common theme what we've been talking about is it, it still needs to be continued daily learning right and and doing that in the present is a good time to learn right you know i think that it goes to the speaks to a curious mind and i think the curious mind is one that's always under development and a curious mind is one that is always moving forward because it's finding a way it's finding seeking a way to create something some approach being authentic and learning what it is you have to learn to move forward, not just because it's part and parcel of success in life. It's because it's just fun and there's joy in the expression of knowledge. I think I, I know I personally feel better when I read a good book or I listen to a good speaker and I take something from it. I always feel better for the experience. Well, we talked uh, in the episode about becoming the CEO of your life, uh, the importance of saying, I don't know. And you have to be in the moment, in the present. You have to be aware of what's happening in front of you to be able to say, oh, you know, I don't know that. Because if you're focused on, on the past or you're worried about the future, well, then you're not, you're not aware of what you don't know right now. And then you can't take any meaningful action to do something about it. I've made some horrendous decisions and, and I've, I've become empowered and people actually would, you could see that, 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 you know, everybody that was tense all the, go out of the room. The air would sometimes go out of the room. And I would say, you know, I really blank that up. I just own it. I blank that up. Or, I don't know. It's the most liberating for me because the stress of having to be right right now and right all the time to grow the ego facade of being invincible and being the individual in charge of the success of the enterprise is such a, it's under siege all the time. You're always an army under siege. You, know, you can never break out from that mentality unless you choose to break out from that mentality and change the way you think. Well, someone who's operating as a CEO of their life and a game changer does own it when they blank something up. <laughs> and instead of wallowing in it, they say, all right, what do we do about this? How do we, how do we take action? How do we move always forward and, and begin to figure it out and, and get around that? That's what a game changer does. Let's talk about mistakes for a minute because we, we've gone back and forth and talked about risk and you got to be able to take risks and you got to make some mistakes. To a degree, you have to learn from your mistakes. At a certain point, if you don't learn from the uh, mistakes, then uh, you're probably not in the right place. You probably have to go find another vocation at some point because you have to be able to learn and adapt and you have to be able to apply from the mistakes you make. That's the key to mistakes because otherwise it's, you know, people say that there's experience in, in the lessons of, of, of history. Well, you know, it's just a, it's just an experience if you don't learn from it and take a lesson. You know, Bill, I, I, I want to add this. Uh, this wasn't necessarily in our agenda to talk about, but I want to talk about how I own the present. And one of the things I do have to do every day is meditate. Mm-hmm. And that is an important thing that I've done to help me figure some of these things out. And, it, and it's how I become aware. because I allow myself to give myself some, some quiet, some me time where I can actually think on it. You talk about creative thinking. Well, that's how I have to do that. And that's when you, be, to me, meditation has changed everything for me in terms of how I own the present. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's one of the strongest things you can do in a, in a number of areas. And one of them that's that's recently been found is, is willpower, is growing willpower, which is one of the keys to sticking through whatever it is that you do, you're doing in the present, making it become your future, is meditation is a key. Mindfulness, but meditation 
to be able to get your rest, sleep, and then meditate to be able to grow willpower. That's and willpower is a fascinating subject because we're all born with a limited amount. You know, some they vary, but it's limited, but we can grow it. And meditation is one of the key ways to grow it. It's great. It's great. Well, with regards to willpower, I will not mention the 14 carat cake we had last night. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, all the time we have for today, Bill, before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have any questions on how to become a game changer? BillWoodich.com. W-O-O-D-I-T-C-H. Bill Woodich.com. All right. Tune in next week for the final episode of this series where we're going to discuss this whole idea, understanding that this is business and life is a game and we have to play it well and play to win. So on behalf of my colleague, Bill Woodich, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on Be a Game Changer. So until then, remember, always forward. Forward.